Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. We are right here. Uh, this this Sunday is the last Sunday before Christmas, which also occurs on a Sunday. Uh, there will be a message on that Sunday here online, and this message is to help us prepare our hearts. This Sunday morning sermon online is to help you and I as Christians, if you're a Christian, to prepare our heart for this time, this holy holy time to the Christian community. Uh, it is a commercialized, uh, you know, kind of rowdy, drinking, partying time to the world. But to us, it is very holy because we understand the reason for the season. We understand why Jesus came. And in that light, we're going to continue a teaching that we began on the subject, opening the indescribable gift opening the indescribable gift. And we talked about through our Bible study last uh, Wednesday uh, and Thursday, we talked about love that passes knowledge, indescribable love, indescribable peace, peace that passes all understanding. And there's the third thing, and that's why we needed this second edition of that teaching. And that is that we're going to be speaking today about a joy that is unspeakable, indescribable joy, indescribable love, indescribable peace, and indescribable joy. Let's look at it at First Peter chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. It says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory." receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. One translation says it well when it says, inexpressible and glorious joy. The Amplified I like as well. It says, inexpressible and glorious, triumphant, heavenly joy. And we're living in a time called perilous times. That's why this joy, this indescribable joy is so vitally important to our victory in these last days. Since the scriptures teach that the joy of the Lord is our strength, then it is essential to victory. Because the the term in the last days, perilous times will come, it has the connotation to the reducing of the strength. And if the joy of the Lord is our strength, then it is absolutely in, well, it's more than important. It's imperative that we be able to express that joy, receive it in our heart and express it in our life. Because we now have peace with God, we can have fellowship in His presence. We can have fellowship with one another. We have access to Him. And in His presence, 
is fullness of joy, the scriptures teach. And this joy is indescribable joy because it's spiritual. It is supernatural joy. The scriptures call it joy in the Holy Ghost when it says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness. It starts with being reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. And then having fellowship relationship with him. It's called koinonia in the Greek. And it always means intimacy between two people. The fact that as Christians we can know God through a personal fellowship relationship. That's why it said in First John, truly our koinonia, our fellowship is with the Lord, amen, and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus said, Behold, to a church now, this is this stands true to anyone. Uh, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock to the church of Laodicea. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I shall come in and sup with him, and he shall sup with me. That's a table for two. Hallelujah. This, this, this is about a fellowship relationship with the Lord. The kingdom of God. It's not meat and drink. It's righteousness. It's peace. And it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. He's the mediator. Well, he's not. Jesus is the mediator between us and God that we might have this fellowship relationship with them. But the Holy Spirit is the one that ministers that joy of that relationship in our hearts and in our lives. With Jesus' entrance, therefore, into each life, he comes bearing the gift of joy. Someone wrote, and I like this, Men have pursued joy in every avenue imaginable. Some have successfully found it while others have not. Perhaps it would be easier to describe where joy cannot be found. Not an unbelief. Not an unbelief. Voltaire was an infidel the most of the most pronounced type. He wrote, I wish I had never been born. Not in pleasure. Lord Byron lived a life of pleasure if anyone did. He wrote, and I quote, the worm, the canker, and the grief are mine alone. Not even in money. Jay Gould, the American millionaire, had plenty of that when dying. This is what he said. I suppose I'm the most miserable man on earth. Not in position or flame. Lord Beaconsfield, Beaconsfield enjoyed more than his share of both. He wrote, youth is a mistake, manhood a struggle, old age a regret. Not in military glory. Alexander the Great conquered the known world in his day. Having done so, he wept in his tent before he said, there are no more worlds to conquer. So where then can we find real joy, and in particular, joy unspeakable and full of glory? The answer is simple. Christ alone. The joy is found in the person of Jesus and what he's accomplished for us. 
when he hung on the cross to reconcile us to God so that we could enjoy. Actually, the scripture said we joy in God through Jesus Christ. You and I can discover the gift of joy unspeakable this Christmas because joy is indispensable to victory and to happiness. Don't miss it by not entering into the presence of God, not just at Christmas time, but every single day as a child of God. On June 6, 1981, Doug Whit and his bride Sylvia were escorted, escorted to their hotel's fancy bridal suite. In the wee hours of the morning, in the suite they saw a sofa, chairs, and a table. But where was the bed? They discovered the sofa was a hide-a-bed with a lumpy mattress and sagging springs. They spent a fitful night and woke in the morning with sore backs. The new husband went to the hotel desk and gave the management a tongue-lashing. He said, did you open the door in the room, asked the clerk. Doug went back to the room. He opened the door that they thought was a closet. There, complete with fruit baskets and chocolates, was a beautiful bedroom. Opening all the doors in a honeymoon suite is like opening the door of our heart to Christ who stands at the door and knocks. Amen. And calls our name and seeks fellowship with us. You have to open the door of your heart, not just as an unbeliever, a non-believer, that he might come in and save you, but as a Christian, that he might, through the Holy Spirit, engage in a fellowship relationship with you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That scripture is found in the Old Covenant when Israel came back from captivity, rebuilding those those burned-out cities and reclaiming their covenant property back, reclaiming their, their treasures. Now, I'm not talking about diamonds and, and gold and silver, but that farm that they were so content on, that, that city where they had a shop, they came back to rebuild and reclaim claimed that, and they saw why they had got in the predicament they were in, in the book of Nehemiah. It said, Ezra, in Nehemiah 8, Ezra stood at a pulpit of wood and read from the law, and they all wept because they saw how far they had drifted from their God and their relationship with Him that was broken through their rebellion and and the repercussions of that. But now they were back. But they didn't just want to be back home in their land. They wanted to be back right with God. Hallelujah. Amen. And they were weeping. And, And Ezra saw they were repenting and penitent in their heart. And he said, don't hang your heads any longer. You're back home and God, God has accepted you back now because you have repented and you have returned to him. Go and eat the fat. Go and drink the sweet. Give portions to them that don't have anything. It's kind of like Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the joy of the Lord, the joy of that broken relationship restored is your 
strength. Praise God. Don't let the three most common words of Christmas, love, joy, and peace, become meaningless and commonplace. We need to seek the Lord in His fullness this Christmas season. An old pioneer traveled westward across the Great Plains until he came to an abrupt halt at the edge of the Grand Canyon. He gawked at the sight before him, a vast chasm one mile down, 18 miles across, and more than a hundred miles long. He gasped, something must have happened here. (laughs) Amen. Friend of mine, let me say something to you today. A visitor to our world at Christmas time, seeing the lights, the decorations, the trees, the parades, the festivities, and the religious services, would also probably say, something must have happened here. And I'm going to be the first to tell anyone that is asking what's going on. God came to our world on the first Christmas. He came in the person of Jesus Christ so that He, in the person of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, could go to an old rugged cross hang on that cross for six hours after being beaten within an inch of his life, literally, and hang and stay in that terrible pain and agony until he could cry, it is finished, it is accomplished. That opportunity to be forgiven our sin and to return to our God and have fellowship restored, the joy of that relationship, that restored relationship, is our strength. And today we need that, that only He can bring. We need that, that only God can give this holy day season. I know it's a time of great stress, and I know it's a time of great depression, And the suicide lines are going to light up those that would at least call and talk to someone before going ahead with what they're contemplating because there's such depression. There are broken families and we're looking at a Hallmark movie and showing how they work everything out in the end and the snow comes down perfectly and the fireplace is lit up and there's plenty of money to buy uh, all the gifts and that, uh, you know, that gal and that guy finally get together and, and that their love is, 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 is absolutely consummated when they marry one another. Everything works out so beautifully. And I, I, I know I'm not saying we shouldn't watch something that works out good. I'm just saying there's so many people in this fallen world, so many broken lives and broken hearts. Christmas reminds us of just how broken our world is and how broken our hearts can be. So, uh, those of us that have lost, me included, that have lost loved ones that are not going to be together this Christmas. Those of us that have, have, and, and I don't include me in this, but those of us as, as, as a community of people that have lost a mate, that have lost a child, 
uh, I lost a child, but thank God I still have my my wife of almost 60 years uh, after open heart. And after I had a stroke 10 years ago, we're still together. And I count my blessings this Christmas. But so many people, my mama's gone, my daddy's gone, my aunts and uncles are gone to heaven. <laughs> Amen. I'm looking forward to heaven because so many of my loved ones are with the Lord. More important than the gates of pearl and the streets of gold is my Savior who gave his life so I could have life eternal. And so that death did not separate eternally those that I have loved and those that have loved me. But there are many people feeling the hurt and the pain because it brings it all back. It reminds us that we live in a broken world. And that's why we need the peace that passes understanding. We need the love that passes knowledge to envelop us. And we need the relationship with God that will cause us to have joy. Joy is not necessary, necessarily happiness. Happiness is not based on happenings, real happiness. If it was based on happenings, no one would ever know happiness living in a faulty body in a fallen world. With a formidable foe, the devil but God is faithful, and He calls us to Himself. Amen. We've all fallen among thieves. We all need oil and wine poured in our wounds. And I believe the joy of the Lord is part of that healing that we can have while awaiting the coming of Christ and the great reunion that we're going to have when He comes. So to those of you that are broken today and you're hearing songs about the love, the love of God and the peace that we long for and the joy, can we ever have something to cause us to be joyous again? You know, the Bible said we're not like others as Christians. We're not like others who have no hope. I would that you sorrow not as others who have no hope, even when death and the pain of it and the hurt of it, even when that occurs, the death of a child or a loved one. Oh, friend of mine, I have a daughter in heaven, premature little baby girl with beautiful hair, lived for four days, and then because of a physical problem unseen and undetected, suddenly passed away. I have a daughter in heaven. I have a son that that it was my firstborn. It was supposed to be supposed to come to my funeral, and I was able by the grace of God to preach his funeral. And I want to thank everybody that attended not too many years ago. Thank you for coming to honor our family like you did. Support us. There were tears in my eyes, tears in my and tears in my heart. Oh. But I have a hope today because of Christmas, because Jesus came to lay in that manger, and Jesus came to lay in that manger so that He could go to that cross, so that He could pay our sin debt, so we could have joy unspeakable and full of glory. 
because a day is coming. <laughs> I love that great old old song, camp meeting song on that great getting up morning. Fare thee well, fare thee well. On that great getting up morning. There's coming a great getting up morning. Do you know that? Amen. The trumpet of God is going to sound. <laughs> that, that's why we can have hope uh, when there seems to be such hopeless circumstances in our life. Even death can't cancel our hope. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep or that have died in the Lord. I wouldn't have you to be ignorant. I want you to know where they are and what's going to happen when I come. Amen. That you sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. Oh, hallelujah. The, the Bible said the trump of God is going to sound and the Lord is going to descend from heaven with a shout. And the dead in Christ are going to rise and we which are living and remain shall be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. And therefore, friend, we'll be ever with our loved ones as well. As mama gone home, we're going to be together forever. Daddy gone home, we'll be with him forever. Has your spouse gone home, your husband, your wife, we will be with them forever. Has a child gone to the Lord and preceded you, we're going to meet again, greet again, and never be separated again. No wreaths of death on my mansion door. Glory be to God, whom having not seen, you love with joy unspeakable and full of glory, indescribable joy. Hallelujah. Listen, friend, this love, this peace, and this joy is part of the gift of God's own Son to you and to me and to the whole world that will receive Him. This Christmas season, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can receive this gift and you can open this gift and discover love that passes knowledge, peace that passes all understanding, and joy unspeakable in spite of the pressure, and the heartache, the heartbreak of this old fallen world. Amen. A day is coming. A new day is coming. A new dawn is coming. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And morning doesn't just come when, when the storm stops and the clouds dissipate and the darkness recedes. Joy comes when the S-U-N, who is the S-O-N, Jesus, when the Son of Righteousness arises in your heart with healing in His wings. Somebody is having spiritual oil and wine poured into your wounds this Christmas season. The Scripture says in the Old Covenant, and we always think of Jesus, there's no star beside it to indicate in a study Bible that this is prophetic of the Messiah of Christ, but it talks about a friendship relationship. And in the book of Proverbs, it says there is a friend. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. 
not just a family relationship that you have with a with a sibling there is a friend someone who who well the bible says of a friend a friend a true friend loveth at all times even when you fail them they don't fail you they continue to be concerned about you they don't quit you they don't they don't unfriend you to use modern technological language of Facebook or wherever. They never unfriend you. Jesus is a friend that will never unfriend you. Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, he is the true friend that sticks closer than a brother. One who said, I will never, no, never, never, never leave you nor forsake you. I will go with you all the way even unto the end of the age. I love the song. It's such truth in it. Oh, the peace we often forfeit. And oh, the needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And we're not praying to a God that is sitting aloof high in His heaven unconcerned about what is touching our life. We don't have a high priest that it cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, tested, heartbroken, just like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy Grace to help in the time of any need. If you need this love, God offers it to you in and through His Son. You can experience it as it's shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. This peace that comes when you have hope and you know that weeping may last for a night, but joy is coming. And that way you can sleep with the anticipation of a day coming. A bright new dawn is going to come. You can have this joy of this relationship with God. The peace, the love, the joy of Christmas is something you can have every single day of every year for the rest of your life. If you come to know Jesus as your Savior, and I would adjure you right now, come, come, come and drink of the river of life freely. Come, repent of your sin, receive Jesus, and have the best Christmas of your life that will never, ever end in Jesus' name.